You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with Andy Thompson from Rose Chauffeur Transportation, hashtag Ride Rose. And we are so excited to learn about a, a, an organization that's been in Charlotte for a long time. And honestly, they have, uh, they've been able to, uh, to chauffeur some of the, the elite here in the Charlotte area, including the Charlotte Panthers, but we're, or Carolina Panthers, excuse me. We're really excited to learn a little bit more. So let's talk a little bit about what transportation is, specifically chauffeur transportation. Is it a roomy sedan, a luxury limousine? You know, both of those things come to mind, but a high-end ride can be a lot more than that too. Before Uber and Lyft, Rose was the way to get around Charlotte and beyond, and they are a, they're still a huge player uh, in the changing transportation game. And like any company uh, that can stay in business for more than 30 years, they have a pretty good story. And we're so excited to welcome Andy here, uh, who is the son of the founder of, uh, of Rose Transportation on the Brand Motors Podcast, to tell us a little bit more about his organization, the 30 years of history, and then also, what are they doing to, to compete with Uber and Lyft? What are they doing in these changing times? And how are they still staying relevant, but not only relevant, like how are they being the best in Charlotte? So thank you, Andy, for joining us on the Brand Motors Podcast. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. This is you, this Brian. is such Scott. a treat, man. We see we see your your cars, your buses, your vans, limousine all over Charlotte. So it's really cool to be here with you and, and help share that story. Thank you. Charlotte's really blessed us. And um, being a native of Charlotte, I feel like it's just helped build Charlotte to you know a small part of what it is today. Isn't it cool to be a part of? We, I mean, I, I get up and get excited about it, it with the growth and what's happening around here. I, I do want to know, though, your dad was a DJ, correct? Yep. <laughs> okay, and, and in 1985, he went from being a DJ to, you mentioned another name earlier, but I was thinking it was Rose Limousine. With you and your brother's help, you guys have created this business after all these years. So could you tell us a little bit about the history there and how yeah. that got started? My father spent over 20 years on radio in Charlotte, and we, you know, he knew that he was going to have to find something else to do because a lot of the, the people on the radio were getting laid off or contracts weren't getting renewed. So we looked into a different businesses. We, um, you know, he knew he was going to have to do something else. We, we started a suntan product um, distributorship for a little while at the Caribbean, and then we that didn't work for very well. And then we um, looked into, we almost opened a Spoons ice cream in Monroe Mall. But they already, they said, we've already got one. We're, we're not going to allow a second one. So I'm glad that didn't work out. And then where we took our cars to get worked on out by the Charlotte airport, they worked on Rolls Royce sedans. And we, uh, the owner said, hey, <clears throat> to my father, do you want to start a limousine service? Because I get requests for Rolls Royces for weddings. There's a, there's a car that, um, is for sale. Do you want to purchase it and start a business for weddings? And he said, sure. So we bought that car in uh, 1985 and we started as Rolls Limousine Limited and doing weddings. And about two years after our start of having that name Rolls Royce in our name, we got a letter from Rolls Royce in New Jersey and said, you guys got to change your name. You can't use our name in your name. So how the name came about, we were handing out artificial roses to the brides with our business card. And so we thought Rose is very similar to Rolls. Let's just change it to Rose. So it evolved from, you know, Rose limousine to Rose chauffeur transportation when we started 
you know, changing into limousines and minibuses and things like that. Wow. So well, hold up. You were, yeah. so you invented branded merchandise by, by giving out branded roses. This is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible and such a good touch in 1985 that other people probably weren't doing. It was just like, well, here's my limo. This is, this is what we provide. And you guys were taking that next step to create what we love to do is an experience from start to finish. So good for you. That's cool. Yeah. And the, the limousines, you know, we, we built up after we got out of the Rolls Royces in 92, we started adding stretch limos and we were up to you know, seven stretch limos at one time. And that was really the hot thing in the 80s and 90s. And we just, we evolved away from the limos and we've kind of branded ourselves with the, with the rose as kind of our logo and help, help us design all that. So we've taken a long way. Now, did you, were you, were you the first driver? Um, I guess my brother was. Um, the first ride that we did was March 23rd, 1985 at Carowinds. We had a wedding on Thunder Road roller coaster. That's no kidding. Dude, I'm sorry. Attention to detail. Phenomenal. March 23rd. That is great. What I was one is, years old. I'm learning he has a photographic memory. Yeah. We better watch yeah. out here. That's the start. Well, my father was still on the radio then. And what had happened is the, the groom was a roller coaster enthusiast and he ridden roller coasters all over the world. And so the wedding party went up on one car and stopped at the top while the media and the um, was in the other car, and they did the vows live on the radio. And after they said the I do's, they took off down the uh, down the Thornton Road roller coaster, and that was the start of Rose Limousine. Wow. And so we built up to two other Rolls Royces, and we, we had a 1954 Bentley that was a right-hand drive and four-speed and no – uh, power steering and no AC in the front. And so I could go on and on about stories on that. Oh my goodness. So you're, um, the, your dad is quite the, the character. Um, we are, we're both, uh, both our organizations are members of Hood Hardware Breakfast Club and we love being members of that group. Um, but your dad says some of the funniest things ever. And I just, I, I love the, just the realness of, of who he is. I love that he genuinely cares. He's funny as hell. Um, but what was it like to not only create a company with your dad, but really grow up with your dad being a DJ? And has he always been that funny? Or, <laughs> or well, I mean, tell me about that, because I just feel like he's just a, a unique individual that's really cool to be around. Yeah, he made his living, you know, talking for a living and he still is very good talker. And, um, you know, it was kind of neat to be able to turn on the radio when you were little and and hear your dad on the radio. And it sounded you know, different, but you knew it was his dad and uh, different than at home. But we had a good time. And, uh, you know, it was somewhat, you know, radio back then. He was a more of a local celebrity because there was really only three or four radio stations and it's not like it is now. So everybody kind of, you know, your dad's on the radio and he'd do a few TV commercials from time to time. And Town and Country Ford was his big commercial. And we'd get stopped in the grocery store, for, you know, all the time when those TVs were commercials were running. So, you know, it was fun. And then, you know, starting the business, um, you know, it was my brother and myself, and he was still on radio part-time, um, and it evolved, and I guess 92 or 3 is when he, you know, kind of got off radio full-time, and we we jumped into the business, but my brother and I were doing most of the driving, and, you know, it was like a working out of our house was like having a party there for uh, several years, because we <laughs> eight or nine cars parked up front, out front. Like, and, what's going on over there? Yeah. They're all black cars too. And they're like, man, they might be part of the secret service or something. <laughs> and the personal cars parking up front. It was like we had to have a party yeah. every weekend. And then, you know, about 94, the, the neighborhood association said, guys, you got to quit this. And that was the best thing for us. They kicked us out of the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, and we, 
we've got our first uh, office building um, in 96 where we could park cars in the building and have our office. And that was just like, you know, heaven for the transportation business, have your own facility. Yeah. But um, are you still over on Tryon? Is that? We uh, just moved up to North Graham and Atondo. We were last 12 years. We've been in uh, Pineville at Westinghouse and Nations Ford. Okay. That's a competitor that has a sign that says Riches and Roses. Oh, is it? On, oh, on behind Tron. Old Mecklenburg Brewery? Yep. Yeah, and, okay. And people get us confused, but we're... Um, Including myself, evidently. That's okay. I apologize. But we're up at North Graham and Atondo. Um, we've got a great facility that we finally got all our, our big buses on our parking lot. And, um, you know, when we were in a previous building, we didn't have any motor coaches. We have uh, 21 motor coaches now. Wow. And, wow. and um, we needed a space to park on the uh, premises. And it's really... Um, you know, small things, but having your buses right there and not in a remote lot is just easier to uh, work on. You know, we have um, full-time mechanics and really take safety and, and efficiency, you know, seriously. How do, So how many vehicles do you all have total? We own approximately 40 um, buses and minibuses, and we have 30 uh, sedan and SUV drivers that are independent operators. They own their own vehicle, and they have their own little business. And we changed our model from owning the sedans and SUVs about two years ago to having independent operators. We sold our vehicles to the operators, and we take a percentage of the – we book them, take yep. a percentage of the um, revenue. And is that in an effort to change to the modern-day time and model with the competition of Uber and Lyft and all it's these It's just getting shares. more competitive, yes. And we can be a little more flexible with our rates of the high volume if we need to and still take a percentage and, and make a little profit. It was just getting harder and harder to um, make money in the cars because of Uber was, you know, pushing the prices down a little bit. But people are getting educated and about, um, you know, safety and, and things. And I think the car business over time will, will come back. I totally That's agree. Good. Now, your business model has been pretty conservative, you know, not expanding until there was a need, um, you know, not spending profits on lifestyles, as your dad would put it. You know, now that you guys are a 10 plus million dollar business, I think that's that could be accurate. Or if, mm -hmm. if it's not, please yep. let me know. No, you're right. Have, there. You, have you stuck to that model? And, and has that really helped you not only grow, but sustain that growth? Yeah, I think, you you know, in business, I think you got to be conservative because nothing is really, um, you know, guaranteed as far as you know, your revenue. And again, um, when you, when you show a path of profits, you can decide what works. You know, we decided to go into the motor coaches in 2008 when the economy was kind of changing and we had the problem there. We just, um, needed another revenue source or, and the motor coaches were, were growing. And that was just another market we felt was a little wider and there weren't really good motor coach companies in the area we could depend on. So that area, um, has continued to grow. That's that's about 70% of our business uh, is in the bus business and 30% in the cars and SUVs. I mean, that's amazing. And we talk about this all the time. You know, um, Warren Buffett, or no, who am I talking about? Berkshire Hathaway, who am I talking about? Warren Buffett says all the time, the best companies invest when there's a downturn, invest when there's a recession, take an opportunity when everybody else is trying to back in. So you guys looked at that and said, okay, where are we? where do we need another revenue stream? And you jumped into buses. And now in 11 years, it's 70% of your business. Yes. Uh, was that scary as hell? And, and what was that process like to say, no, nah, we're, we're, as a country, we believe in it. We're coming out of the recession eventually. But this is the opportunity to double down 
get into a different industry and then own that. Yeah, I bet buses were pretty inexpensive at that time. Yeah, I, comparatively I'm yeah. speaking. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we bought a you know a used bus and obviously did it right. We didn't jump right into a brand new one, and we grew the uh, the market and we went one, two, three, and then thought you know. Um, you know, let's go. It's working. We, you know, got to get more educated on regulations and DOT rules and drivers can only drive a certain number of hours before you have to do a relay driver or they have eight hours off. So it was a it was a lot of safety uh, things that are involved in, in doing that. And we spend a lot of money to have um, DOT consultants make sure that we're doing the right by the law you know, in the logs. And this past year, they went to electronic logs. So, you know, with in the past, it was paper logs. You could kind of adjust them, but now they're they're permanent. That's really cool. And I, I um, so I played a sport in college and I lived on one of these buses uh, for four and a half years. And to be honest, I left college. I was like, I never want to get on another motor coach again. <laughs> um, but they were amazing. And we had a really cool relationship with our driver and uh, we didn't get him every time. But when we did, we felt like we won. So he was, he was like our, our special driver. Um, so I understand that the importance of having, you know, somebody that's cool, that's behind the wheel, but also somebody that's going to take care of you that has safety, but also makes it fun. Like I always hated getting on a bus when somebody was just like, uh, you know, but I love somebody that had like that energy. And it seems like you guys have created that culture. You've created people that love what they do, but ultimately they're going to, ha- you're going to have a fun experience when you work with us, you know? Um, and that kind of brings me into my next question. You look at Uber, you look at Lyft, um, it's blown up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or, or, or it's, it's grown a lot. And a lot of people use that and and there's a lot of competition for customers. But one thing I think that they lack is the consistency of the experience. You have no idea is going to pick you up. And 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 I ideally just when I say a bad experience, it might be somebody that is speeding, a bad driver, somebody that 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 has foul language, whatever it is. But now you look at the worst. People getting raped, killed, people acting like they're Uber drivers. It terrifies me to have my wife ride in an Uber at a bad time or whatever. It, it just, I, I don't know what, who's going to be behind that wheel. You know, 20 years ago, it was like, don't talk to strangers. Now you got an app. You're like, come to my house, pick me up. I'm gonna jump in your car and we're going to roll. So how are you guys competing with that? And are you really pushing that? We're going to have a consistent experience. We're going to keep you safe. We're going to get you to where you need to go each and every single time. And, and I'd love to hear how you guys are challenging that part of your business. <clears throat> yeah, we, um, about three years ago, we decided to, um, invest in an app called um, Dash Ride. They customized an app to, to each company, and we act, essentially rent the software, um, and we have branded it Ride Rose, and it's an, it's an app that works very similar to Uber. Uh, and what we've done, and you can, is uh, it's a near-demand app that you can, as long as you want to book at least two hours before your pickup, you can do days, weeks, or even months for transportation. And that's the consistency of the drivers that are permitted, insured, drug tested. You know, we only let uh, approved drivers be on that platform. And it's, um, you know, it's it's growing and it takes a long time to get that brand and get people, to, local people to use you. But we are pushing for the airport transfers. And, you know, that you were exactly right that the person with Uber, you don't know who's coming to your house, you know, and you know, God forbid they do something. You really don't know who to who to call. How do you get in touch with Uber? You know, I think social media is the only way you get a response out of Uber is what I heard. Um, but the Ride Rose app is, um, you know, a great way to, 
you know, have transportation charges by the mile instead of by the, the zone, how we currently do it in reservations. And it's just, I believe a lot more people are going to that, especially the millennials who, uh, you know, like to book things on the phone and not really call. Yeah, it really bothers me when I load all my luggage up at my house and someone, some stranger takes me to the airport. <laughs> I, I mean, he knows or she knows <clears throat> I'm gone now. <laughs> you see me lock my door, cut my light out and, you know. Uh, so I, I'm with you, man. I feel more comfortable knowing that there's a professional driver, professional Charlotte-owned company here that that's giving me the ride. Um, and it's easy. Look at this. I'm looking at the app right now. Right now, they have like nine drivers inside the perimeter of 485 in Charlotte. I literally downloaded this app in, in the last 10 seconds. And now you can look and see where everybody is. It's exactly like an Uber and a Lyft. Um, I actually have one that's parked here at our building. I'm wondering if, uh, <laughs> if there might be a ride. Hey, we might have a professional but driver no, hey, in here. If you're listening to this, go ride Rose. Go get the app right now. This is literally the exact same thing. And to be honest, I would feel way more comfortable using this. And I appreciate you bringing that up. So everybody, check that out. Uh, we'll show you nice, some links and things to do that as well. But that's really neat. Uh, and thank you for investing in that. Now, I want to jump into some really cool things. We, um, I took a picture in front of a Rose or a Ride Rose or Rose, excuse me, I'd say Ride Rose, that's your hashtag, um, in front of one of the buses and, and, and took a picture and just said, you know, we love it or whatever. And then one of the bus drivers actually came out and was like, you're taking a picture. And I was like, yeah, well, we're in this networking group. It's really cool. Was like the nicest guy in the world. He's like, oh, this is awesome. Thanks for doing it. And I was like, man, I've never even had an experience with a bus driver like that. But you have some really cool people in your group. You also get to ride with some really cool people like the Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Panthers, that's pretty awesome. I know when we went to the Super Bowl and unfortunately lost, but had to get picked up, the buses came back in and all of the players were there. And it was cool to see kind of the bus drivers be a part of that as well. So tell us, I mean, how cool is that, that your drivers get to, you know, drive around Cam Newton and the Panthers? Yeah, the publicity is is neat, especially when they're winning, you know, that we do get some TV coverage that, you know, is probably expensive if you had to pay for it, you know, and the whole thing. And, it, and I actually went on location when they went on the first um, – preseason game last week and saw the players coming in and out. It was kind of neat. And it's, uh, it's just, I mean, I've always been a Panther fan, but it, it makes you even really cheer for the team and want, cause you're more involved and you're a part of it. And you're making, you know, a few dollars and, and just being uh, invested in the team. And it's, um, it really is neat. Are you also the chauffeur for the Hornets? We um, do some business with the Hornets. Um, they got a little more value in their corporate, partnership that they present and that's probably the only the one that we lack but we've done some business with them in the past I mean the checkers are very good to us the Charlotte Knights we have a great partnership with and um, you know it's just it's just neat being involved with the professional sports speaking of that like so how easy is it if I were you know, a church organization looking to rent a, a motor coach, rent a, a bus to take some people. What's that process like? And if we have people that are business leaders, that are owners, that are that are listening to this podcast, and they're like, hey, you know, maybe I'd like to rent a bus, take my, my team up to Asheville or take my team out to an event. What is that process like and how easy is it? Yeah, it's very easy. We have uh, three people in our motor coach department that answer, um, you know, phone calls and emails. But we have a general email box, sales at riderose.com, that you, people can send requests to. And, you know, within a few hours during the week, we get back and, uh, you know, quote trips. If it's just basically, you know, times, locations, where you're going and how many people you have. And we have what's great about our – we're not just a charter bus company. We have, you know, midsize uh, minibuses that hold 
31 and 36 down to 24 and 13 passenger minibuses. So we can kind of price your trip based on your number of people. How early do people need to plan to do that? Um, it depends on time of year. I mean, spring, we have school trips, um, public school trips right now for next April that it's got our schedule almost totally booked because the springtime is when all the schools are, are traveling. But generally, you know, a month to two months, we have plenty of availability. Um, but I would say two months in advance, you know, but we have some people that call us, hey, we're going next week. Well, can you help us? You guys hear that? If you're listening... We tell you all the time, plan ahead, baby, plan ahead. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Well, all right. You guys have created this this um, this organization. You've done really well, uh, obviously, and, and grown in the city. You've taken challenges. You've supported the people. What's next? You know, what is the the future of your organization? And 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 when you're all said and done, and uh, what what would you say you're most proud of? And like, kind of, what is the thing that you guys are looking to to push next? <clears throat> Well, before I answer that particular part of the question, you know, I'm still working. Um, this is the first year that I've become president of Rose Transportation. I purchased my father out uh, at the beginning of the year. And the, the culture has always been good, but I want to, one thing my goal is to get, continue to grow the culture and get the team players and the drivers, and the office staff just really behind the mission of Rose. And what that does is that helps perform. You always want to take care of the customer, but that helps get the customer taken care of um, and just show that, hey, we like where we work and what we do. And that's it shows in a bus driver when he's not happy or feels like he's been treated unfairly. And our drivers, for the most part, feel like, hey, it's a great place to work. And we're just we're we're glad to be here and have a job. So, you know, that type of thing, growing the bus business, there's still in a lot of untapped markets that we're trying to to get into. Um, we're still new in the military transportation. We drive troops, uh, a lot of troops this summer from Fort Bragg to Fort Polk, Louisiana, which is a thousand mile transfer and they go straight through and we put relay drivers in the middle. And so they're doing a lot of that and they got to You got to be on their list to do that. So that's, you know, government contracts and things are really, you know, the next step because those people are traveling, you know, Recession-proof business. Right. Well, I mean, I can tell you, we took it for granted, but when we're – I played soccer at Georgia Southern, we would come up – when I played at the Southern Conference, we'd play in App State, we'd play in Furman, you'd be playing Davidson. Well, we're playing Davidson on a Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. We get done, shower, we're on the bus at 1030. Guess how long that ride is? Like, we're not getting back to Statesboro until like 430 in the morning, and you take it for granted. But guess what? We always got there safely. And, and it's just like, that's pretty cool to have somebody that's a professional that, you know, can, can take that. So I, I love that. Um, congratulations on purchasing the business. Congratulations on trying to make the culture um, not only better, but continuing to challenge yourself to be better. I think that's the key. Like you have a core, but now it's like, how can we make ourselves even better? And I think your employees will appreciate that. Just curious, how is the market right now for drivers? Is that something that you're constantly <clears throat> looking for? Constantly. Okay. I mean, I think, I think um, business in general, people are not as available or good people as they as they were 10, 20 years ago. Um, you know, bus drivers are kind of aging out a little bit. It doesn't seem a lot of people are getting into the bus driving field. Um, a lot of our guys are older, um, but we're working hard on that. It used to be um, <clears throat> probably back in the early 2000s, 90, you could, all your equipment you had kind of, you could book it up and feel comfortable. You had enough drivers in your pool. 
but now you've got to make sure you got drivers available, you know, so you don't overbook and, you know, certain times of year there's, there's not vehicles around. So it's kind of switched and we're working hard, you know, for people that with CDLs and bus drivers that want to, you know, see the, see the area. I mean, you get to see places and go do sporting events, things that you normally wouldn't do. So it's kind of, it's work, but it's fun at the same time. So what, if somebody wanted to, to be a bus driver, are there programs or, or areas, if I were to walk in right now and say, I don't have experience, I don't have a license, but I'd love to work with Rose because I think it's a cool place and a cool culture. Is that something that you would kind of give them the direction of where they can go learn to get their license and maybe be a part of the team? Yeah. I mean, we have uh, a few vehicles that, that don't require um, CDL license, uh, 13 passenger executive vans that are small minibuses and anything 13 or under, you don't need a CDL. So you could get some experience and work there. Once you get in the, the vehicles that are seat more than 14, you have to have a commercial driver's license, minibus. So we can help get that, that permit. It's a written test. It's a, it's a driving test. You know, it's a, it's a physical drug test and then get some experience in the minibus. And then the insurance company kind of makes the call on when you have enough experience maybe to take on the 45 foot motor coach and um, you know with that so that's what we're trying to do train more drivers to become CDL motor coach drivers and um, that's probably I would say that's probably the biggest challenge right now we could grow but we got to have good people have you ever gotten behind one of them big boys um the 36 passenger motor uh, minibus is probably the is where I stop. There you the, go. the big boys, I let them it's do ama- it. It's amazing what some of them do. I mean, they'd be like, woo, just whipping <laughs> that thing in there. I would hit everything. I'd, I'd be a nervous I mean, wreck I would, driving yeah. the whole Carolina Panthers team oh, around. I man. would, I would be, it would be carnage if I took that thing around. <laughs> my, my daughter took one of our Rose buses um, to uh, Folly Beach last week, and she was cheering the driver about how she got through traffic and, you know, she said, you need to give Kim a raise. She was, <laughs> she took care of us. I mean, thanks, thanks, honey. Yeah. Is well, she with you in the business now? 14, she's a oh, ninth she's grader. 14. Yeah, 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 and my yeah. son's Sorry, 16, so point. not yet. They're yeah. going to be soon. Fair labor laws. We're not yeah, trying yeah, to, yeah, 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 they're, yeah, they're not a part of the business. It might be washing yeah. some cars yeah, there or There you go. You got to learn, learn early. <laughs> my son does that. That's, <laughs> well, that's kind of cool because you guys have mechanics on site. Like, there's a lot of, of people that are growing up now that don't even get their hands dirty, don't understand how certain things work. I mean, there's people that probably wouldn't even have any idea to change their tire, much less their oil. So that's pretty cool that that your kids will get to be experienced around that and get to see it. Oh, yeah. Um, and that'll be, look, you, you talk about skill sets that are depleting. That's one right there. I think it's just getting your hands dirty. Like, and, look at your hands. Do you have any calyx? If you don't, get to work. <laughs> and I still, when, I, when I'm in the garage, I mean, to think that, you know, we have full-time mechanics work just for rows, you know. I would never have thought we'd get to that point, you know, in the beginning. Yeah. But it's kind of great because they really just – when you do have a problem or a tire that needs to be changed, they're right there. I love it. Well, yeah, yeah I got a question, um, and this is dating back to your father. And tell me if I'm incorrect with this, but did he did he show up uh, to Jim and Tammy Faye Baker's uh, trial? I was there. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about that. It sounds like a funny story. Um, I guess it was 88 or 89 when Jim Baker was on trial. We had purchased – his um, Cadillac limousine from Arnold Palmer Cadillac in probably 87 when Jim Baker, you know, uh, left PTL. So we show up during the trial day. My parents had Jim and Tammy Baker masks on 
and they were in the limousine, and I was the driver, and we pull up in front of the courthouse, in front of all the media, and they take pictures. Uh, my mom gets out with her pocketbook and does a little Tammy Faye Baker, <laughs> you know, hey, pass the loot. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord, that's it. And so um, it was neat, and, and that ended up on just about every newspaper around the country. That just went viral before viral was a thing, huh? Yeah, and we had a sign on the side of the limo that said Jim and Tammy Baker's uh, limo 85 to 87. And so that was just kind of a, a showbiz piece that my dad really just, it was kind of neat. And we've today, to this day, it's in our office and we relive that. You that know? is awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are master at marketing too mm -hmm. with the rose and the, yeah. And this thing, I mean, uh, that's awesome. So that thank you. Awesome. Yeah, that was, that was fun. And I mean, it's, um, <laughs> those were the fun days, you know. Uh, well, yes, love sir. It. Well, Andy, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us on the Brand Butters Podcast. Um, before we do let you go, let us know the best way uh, for people to get in touch with you. Uh, okay. As well, I know you mentioned a couple different things throughout the podcast, but, but let's close it up in the best way uh, to get in touch with you and to, to learn more about Rose. Great. Yeah. I mean, feel free to email me directly at andy at riderose.com um, or our check out our website at riderose.com. And it has a lot of the people on the, uh, the web page that um, handle the service. So, again, it's just Charlotte's a great place to live. And this is this has been home. And, uh, you know, I feel a small part of the growth and it continues to, you know, and that keeps me going every day. I agree. That's awesome. This city's yeah. It's nuts. We love it. We yeah, do. We, we love, love it. it. So I'm very um, fortunate to be here. Heck yeah. No well, if you've listened to this podcast, we would love for you to like, share, do whatever you got to do on social media to get the word out, specifically on Rose uh, Chauffeur Transportation. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to see uh, you guys continue. Hopefully, this will be another 2015 where you get to carry the Carolina Panthers all the way to the Super Bowl. And oh, this yeah. year we win it. <laughs> this is our this year. Is, Every is other year. year. This I, is want the, I want Rod Rose coming back from the airport after we win the Super Bowl in Miami this year. That's the publicity we want. And we are excited about it. But Andy, thank you so ready. much. And uh, until next time, guys. Me. This is great. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Thanks, Scott. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.